with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street. The leads him to the corpus player. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them well a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. All right. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9. Right here on 104.9 The Horn, Salt Dog's Ranch Hand that gets here early, gets the gate open for us, makes sure the old pot belly stove is cranked up. Cody Ryan is in the house. Beefsteak is in the house. We also have Herman Brune in the house with us, president of the Texas Outdoor Riders Association. Extraordinaire. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> he is, Herman uh, Brune extraordinaire. The real cowboy. Elk outfitter <laughs> and uh, guide. And so, uh, but Herman, there. So thank you for coming all the way down oh, here I to the bunkhouse. It. I appreciate it. I hope it. you feel comfortable in this sure. old place. Um, you know, one of the things that you are doing as president of the Outdoor Riders Association is trying to create or, or you're building on an event that you do down there in Shaw's Bend, just south of Austin, and it's open to the public. Right. And and I'm tracking all the stuff you got going on that weekend, and I'm just thinking, how how am I going to get all that in my schedule? Because <laughs> you have packed it full of a bunch of great stuff, and so... I thought we'd take a few minutes sure. uh, here at the top of the hour to just talk about this event and when it is uh-huh. and what people can expect. And just so tell us about the event. Okay. October the 19th, 20th, and 21st is the Texas Outdoor Riders 2018 Fall Stampede. There will be four shooting competitions going on. You've got yeah. long range, you've got pistol, you've got sporting clays, and archery. Uh, walk through archery course. The long range is being managed by L3 <clears throat> Wildlife Management out of Corpus Christi. The pistol match is being held by the Texas Historical Shooter Society, the first cowboy action shooting club in cool. Texas. Oh. The uh, uh, archery is by Lone Star Bow Hunters Association. It's Texas Parks and Wildlife. Oh, Steve Hall's taking care of the uh, sporting clay aspect of this, along wow. with this, Texas State Rifle Association. Man, you got all big names, don't you? Is the Texas State Rifle Association is bringing their kids shooting program. That's where we, you know, wanting everybody to bring their kids out and participate in that. Want KOZ kids to come down participate in that. 
There is also those are now those four shooting competitions that I named. Those are the funding from that is fifty dollars a piece to shoot in each one of those competitions. If you compete in all four, we call it the Texas Challenge. See what kind of marksman you are. Come out and shoot. You know, uh, long long gun, pistol, shotgun, and archery. Come see what kind of shots you are. Man, We're that's kind of cool. T- yeah, and I like 50, that. Fifty dollars a whack. <laughs> all the money goes to the Texas Outdoor Riders Clipper Scholarship Fund. That's how, that's where our scholarship money, we're going to raise our scholarship money. Then, like I said, TSRA will be there with their kids shooting program. We also, that is also the weekend of the regularly scheduled Yopon Creek Silhouette Association 22 match, as well as the Texas Historical Shooter Society Cowboy Action Shooting match. So if someone just came out to just see this, they would actually see seven different shooting events that weekend. All right. In conjunction with this, we have an International Barbecue Cookers Association barbecue <laughs> and wild game cookoff, and I've, I've got I've been getting emails mm. on that. So we're looking forward to having a good turnout for that. It'll, it'll, mm. You know, barbecue and wild game cookoff Friday and Saturday. Then uh, let's see. There's two days of youth rodeo, ranking hunts, bucking ponies. And have two days of uh, youth rodeo and three days of live music. Now, Ram Trucks, Nissan, Toyota, and Can-Am, and the National Shooting Sports Foundation, as well as the Outdoor Sportsman's Group, are our big sponsors this year. Uh, I'm expecting, I'm still listening for word from a couple other guys. I know Dallas Fire Club will be there. Uh, You know, but there will be, come out and check out. They'll have all their new off-road pickups out there. And uh, you know all the, the you know all the uh, power wagons, uh, uh, Nissan Titans, and you know Toyota. They'll all have all their stuff out there. Everybody'd come check all that out. And uh, so I mean, there's something there. Everybody ought to be able to have a pretty good time, get something out of it. Texas Parks and Wildlife will also have kayaks down at the Thousand Trails boat ramp uh, at the bottom end of the property. And, you know, if we have any angling sponsors, we'll have those booths set up down there. All this stuff is the focal point is the Shaw's Bend Social Club. It's very close to I-10 at the juncture of I-10 and Highway 71. It's easy access. Uh, there's five motels at 71 and I-10. You got and, the RV mm-hmm. resort next door. I was just going to ask, you got somewhere camp- to plug in a camper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right at that exit is some of the best kolaches you could ever ah, have yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, there's something there for everybody. Like I said, three days of live music, two days of youth rodeo, barbecue and wild game cook-off, uh, you know, all the shooting stuff going on. And it's October 19th, 20th, and 21st. You know what, Cody? What would be... Well, I guess you're not going to have your wife in tow on this, but once you no. get that camper up and running, and I got my camper. Well, that's what I'm saying. We can go yeah. around places and just go to camper places. Well, here's the deal is is we know Herman, and we probably sure. don't even need an RV spot. We just plug into the side of his house. <laughs> <laughs> you, think he, you think he's got electricity? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he makes his own electricity. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's uh, got plenty of running water through that town. Oh, I know, it comes oh, straight out of Lake Travis. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, no, but this is, you know, the Texas Outdoor Riders Association has two (laughs) signature events a year now. We've got the Stampede. It's our informal event. And one reason for having it there in Shaw's Bend in Columbus is because we're just centrally located between Houston, Austin, and San Antonio. Easy to get to from either one of the, you know, big, big metropolitan areas. And it's 
you know, short drive, hour and a half from anywhere. And, uh, you know, it's only two hours from San Antonio. And it's, uh, we, last year was the first year we had it. Hurricane Harvey, I think, had a, messed us up a little bit last year barring a hurricane we're expecting a big turnout this year we've got a lot more people involved in it this year uh you know the operation game thief will be out there uh, you know texas parks and wildlife will be out there in full force uh it's it's we're looking to you know we're looking to have a good crowd. super fun man yeah. holy cow you've got it uh got it going on you know i was weekend. i was thinking herman that one of the things that I remember from back in the day that was really good about TOWA, Texas Outdoor Riders Association, mm -hmm. and I probably failed at this when I was at the helm, uh, was that, man, the the activity part of it. Mm -hmm. So I was really focused on the educational part and right. how to get people trained up and, you know, how to figure out this whole new world that us riders are worried about online yeah how we're getting right. sucked into you know how to do that navigate that and then i was thinking just over the last couple of months i was talking to david sykes mm -hmm. a columnist for the corpus christi caller time i was talking to him about back in the day you know one of the things that we really loved was we'd go to the ranches mm -hmm. and we'd have vendors set up and we'd do shooting sports and fishing mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and and uh and I think this is a great. This is kind of this. This kind is a this, great idea right. to to do this, and I think you are centrally located. And, right, and it's an informal event. It's is a fundraiser as well as a membership drive. There are sixty hunting and fishing conservation groups across Texas. They are all invited. We're making sure that we're getting invitations that all these people know they're invited. Uh, you know, and and that's kind of what going back to basics just a little bit. Uh, you know, this is a, this is an effort to get college kids. You know, we have the scholarship fund. We've got an energized bunch of college kids right now. They're starting TOWA chapters in various universities across the state. Uh, and it's, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to raise the next generation of outdoor journalists. Now, in saying that, outdoor writing covers such a broad spectrum. We can sit here all day and talk about frogs and what the fish are biting on and what kind of bullet to use and do all that. There's a whole lot more to it, too, like we were talking about Lake Travis. Right. There's there's a lot more to mm -hmm. this stuff, and you see a lot of these college kids are a lot more you know, pushed towards conservation. Yep. And, and as Texas moves, as each generation moves, and we're trying to keep them in – contact with the outdoors as much as possible they also have to know how it works they have to understand the conservation aspects of this and you know we're that's we're raising it's it's outdoor writing and it's also outdoor journalism you have to know how how con air water soil and wildlife conservation works so man you are that, so, man. so it's smart. like going back to the old teddy roosevelt days where you're putting hunting and conservation those guys get together and and fund the whole thing right. make it happen right right well and, they are connected you know that's what we they say really is, is we really look for people who are advocates of the north american model of conservation we can go out and argue a bunch of these out environmental issues i don't want to get off on that because we can argue environmental issues all day long and at the end of the day nobody has come up with us uh you know we, we haven't gotten any further but the north american model of conservation is indisputable that is that hunting and fishing funds wildlife conservation and that 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 is that, that is what we advocate
Amen. Well, we're going to talk some more with Herman Brune, president of the Texas Outdoor Riders Association. On the flip side of this, we've got your Peter Report, your uh, Armed Citizen Report, and more. Only one place, live in the bunkhouse, right here on 104.9 The Horn or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby up in my dear blind. Country music on the radio for the real All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney. Central Texas family-owned and operated gun shop, that's McBride's, an expert professional staff will help you with every step of gun ownership. Need a personal carry firearm? Check out all styles and types. Need to get fit for a shotgun? Get professional help from the staff at McBride's. Need a referral for your personal carry class? Anything to do with guns or ammo, McBride's is your place. You find McBride's in the same place they've been for your corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. Also, if you have a uh, an estate with a bunch of firearms, you can take them down there and... Uh, Where's my gun safe? Turn them in. Your gun safe. I have it. I got it. Well, I haven't seen it. I haven't even talked. I was so uh, excited. It's not yours after I helped unload that. FYI, never volunteer to help unload a gun safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about a miserable opportunity. You invite 12 it people and all, two show up. It was all leverage. <laughs> yeah. It was all it in was, how you It was all something that. on a Friday afternoon well, in the heat. <laughs> I'm glad you could do something for me, Cody. This week's I'm Peter good. Report. Mm. <laughs> They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. I was looking on uh, uh, online, and I noticed there's a whole bunch of Animal Liberation Front-style organizations out there that claim to be peaceful, animal-loving organizations when really they're behind the scenes they're terrorist organizations or um, groups doing some pretty horrific stuff and PETA has a disclaimer on their website that I thought was pretty interesting it says throughout history some of some people have felt the need to break the law in order to fight injustice mm, yeah PETA is, le- is a legal activist organization but we realize that other groups have different methods, and we not, try not to condemn any efforts on behalf of animals in which no one is harmed. The ALF, Animal Liberation Front, which is simply the name adopted by people acting illegally in behalf of animal rights, 
breaks inanimate objects such as stereotaxic devices and decapitators in order to save lives. It burns empty buildings in which animals are tortured and killed. Anyone can be an activist. It does not take any special skills or superhuman abilities. You just need to care enough about animals to want to help them. I think they're tied in pretty close. <laughs> to a terrorist organization is what and you it, You know, ALF, actually, a- ALF is really one of the worst ones because they're like Antifa. Yeah. They're the ones dressed in black and they're had going an around. Aunt and, that name huh? that, nothing. I had an ant by that name. Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, Antifa. they wear black and they sneak around and they, you know, release... Like the like in California, they had there was a mink farmer in California, and he had like hundreds of minks, and so the ALF snuck in there and released them all, and they all got out, and they were getting run over on the highway. And well, they don't know how to take care of this. No, they were all dying, mm-hmm. miserable deaths, and it was uh, yeah, brilliant. You just had to look for the skinny jeans. That's how they caught them. The black outfit. Never mind. I thought that would be a Cody save me. I will just the, jump in. With there's your a uh, new event that's going on that I think is a lot of fun, and Peter will greatly appreciate. Have you seen where these uh, they're training these dogs and now having competitions to sniff out rats? Oh, in New yeah. York City, yeah, the dumpsters and they're uh, yeah. the growing sport of barn hunting might be the way to test a pup's instincts out. A barn hunt is like a scavenger hunt for dogs. The dogs take a sniff out. Uh, take a take. They sniff out rats <laughs> hidden in small containers throughout a course, which is made of hay bales, ramps, and other obstacles. So they're running around all these obstacles, sniffing oh, so out they these build hidden these rats. Obstacles. Oh, that's so good. But I thought Peter probably wouldn't like that, being that they're, uh, you know, they trap these rats in these little yeah, containers. It's animal against animal there. Them. What's up with it's that? It's disgusting. And they're training dogs. I mean, dogs are wild animals. They're made to think on their own. Well, they're hint, like humans. Hence a rat terrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're probably uh, reason behind that. So anyway, the uh, the Paper City Kennel Club is the headquarter. And uh, well, I noticed this, they... new, this new dog, uh, I don't know what you call it, event, uh, dog... Tournament. Tournament. So they have something similar, and I remember this from last year in New York City because of all the rat problems. Mm-hmm. They have people that that is kind of like their their weekend sporting event. It's <laughs> kind of like a bass tournament, only with dogs and rats. And they let and they so they take clubs like and bats like bats. And, you know, they're custom-made or whatever, you know. They're, like, painted, you know, like... This one's only 22 War ounces. stick, death stick, or whatever, lightning rod. And they <laughs> uh, and they have these dogs, and they go into these areas in New York City in these, uh, like, around dumpsters and stuff, and they let the dogs go, and the dogs run in there, and they chase the rats out, and they just smack the rats. And so they... <laughs> Get out And they here. collect them, and whoever has the most rats at the end of, at the weigh-in, <laughs> is they, this a sanctioned yeah. event? Like it a real should deal? be. I don't know why I thought this segment was going to be about Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry. 
again. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but then I'll be. Oh, look, I'm not, I'm not saying minutes, anything so. about feral cats. I'm just going to leave that off the table. <laughs> hey, we could have that competition, <laughs> a feral cat competition, uh, take dogs out and no. hunt them, and we could grab the tails. We're getting and in count a gray area here, folks. <laughs> we condone none of this. Speaking of hunting license, you've got to purchase your new hunting license. We'll mention Coming it up. throughout the show, yep. August 15th. Texas Parks and Wildlife, their front That's page on their website, it has the get your new license. That's this week, right? They yep. used to remember they used to do a deal where um, where if you were the first person to buy your license, you could win a prize or something. Right? They did that, and no kidding. And I, you know what? I have a buddy who lives in Alabama or somewhere southeast, he lives somewhere. <laughs> and he for every one of his grandkids, he bought them a lifetime license. Wow. The day they were born, he gave them a lifetime license. Your daughter's not going to get one. (laughs) (laughs) But I was uh, just thinking, what a wonderful tradition. Yeah. Carry that on. Start it up. (laughs) But I just, what a cool deal that is. You know, because. I mean, if I'd bought one back in the day, I could have got it for seven hundred fifty bucks. Five hundred. Five hundred. They used to be, yeah, five hundred when thousand, I was in high school. Right. Yeah. Now they're what a thousand. I think a thousand. Thousand dollars. A little over thousand. Yeah, you got to do the math on it. See if you're going to live another. <clears throat> yeah, 10 I'm probably years. not going to get enough money out of that dang thing. <laughs> yes, you will. Come on now. Wow. You just might not be in Texas. You might be. We might find the better nursing home in like North Carolina or something. You know, Alabama. That's I'd be going. okay with that, Colorado. I've got a buddy who, when he graduated high school, that's what his grandfather gave him as his graduation gift. What a great grandpa. I know. So we get the wow. super combo, right? We've all made that pack. Isn't that true? You get that, right? uh-huh. Yeah. What well, do you mean you get the super combo <laughs> with the duck yeah. stamp and Just yeah. do it. All I mean, the stamps. It's gone up a little bit, but, you know, you do it. You're supporting the outdoors. We talked about that, how the conservation aspect and mm-hmm. everything rolls together. And go early. That's the thing. I usually wait till, oh, August, uh, what's the night before dove season? (laughs) (laughs) About 10 p.m. when I'm loading up shells. I got shells and shotgun in the truck, and I forgot. We have taken kids over to Walmart that morning, or, you know, do you remember that? Yes. When we packed, I was like, you don't have your license? What? Uh, Neither do I. And it was Cody. That was the weird part. Yeah. Part Part of the training. But one of my biggest joys in life has been to buy a kid their first hunting or fishing license. That's yeah. been a that's that been a cool. true joy for me. Yeah, and I've cool. done it so many times. So uh, just uh, as a public announcement, your brother's twenty. He's now responsible to buy his own license. His own license. Twenty. I had to buy mine at fifteen. You've been made. He's been. Uh, you needed more training. <laughs> <laughs> You've been buying his this whole his the whole Sun time. Sun Auto Service, family owned and operated <laughs> auto repair and maintenance company. Yeah. Since 1978, they've worked hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running like new. Sun Auto hires ASE certified technicians to repair and maintain your vehicles. They require all their technicians to complete an intense training program so that your vehicle is worked on and maintained by properly trained professionals cody and i use the 405 west slaughter lane store as our little family shop when we have vehicle needs 
1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway 1206 Ranch Road 620 are the other locations. Just go to sunautoservice.com to get details and follow them on Facebook. They always have coupons on their website and Facebook page, sunautoservice.com. Don't forget FLW Live right now. Yeah, I know you're not at church yet, but you can watch okay. flwfishing.com. The last day of the Forest Wood Cup, one uh, of these anglers will get a check for $300,000 this evening. I think weigh-in usually starts around 5 p.m. Central Time, so you can watch that live as well online. But uh, guys catching fish live online right now at flwfishing.com. Fishing for three hundred grand. Not a bad, uh, not a bad few That'd days. Be a good day. And right. everybody actually gets paid in this event. On the flip side, we've got our armed citizen report. Grandma shoots bicycle rider after he exposed himself. As she should. As she should. We're going to have Herman Brune, some more conversation wow. with him, and the uh, t- president of Texas Outdoor Riders Association, and more. Only one place live in the bunkhouse, Sunday morning, 7 to 9 on 104.9 The Horn or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Pray to God any place, any time. And you can bet I'll pick up the phone if Uncle Sam calls me up. You do your thing, I'll do mine. Hey, how? Hey. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Only one place. Sunday mornings live or 24-7, 365 on iTunes. Catch us, share us with your friends. Share the show with your friends. It's uh, it's a great way to spend your week just listening to the shows, going back and repeating the shows. Googling everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain point in every hunter's life when they step into the next level and begin to hunt with a bow. True full-time professional techs can help you with every step of that adventure at Archery Country, the only true archery shop in Central Texas, they have all the gear, targets, arrows, and accessories right there on site and available for professional installation. They have private and group lessons. If your kid's not drawn into the sports or doesn't have something that they're drawn into, take them over there and introduce them to archery. It's an absolutely uh, incredible way for your kid to get involved with an activity and they can uh, travel. There's competitions around the state, and the guys at Archery Country are tuned into that whole thing. And some of the some of the local kids that are just absolute some of the finest shooters uh, go to Archery Country, and and uh, that's where they get their gear. That's where they practice. Um, so go see our friends over there at Archery Country. You can track them, get all the information. They're at 8121 Research Boulevard. Go to AustinArcheryCountry.com, AustinArcheryCountry.com for details. And something along those lines we'll talk about, uh, we may chat about for a minute or two here in just a few, are uh, people building heavier, bulkier arrows and why later on. But this now it's time for this week's Armed Citizens Report. 
Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. I'm going to try and do this without embarrassing myself because it's got so many words in it. A grandma shoots bicycle rider after he exposed himself. A Texas grandma claims she shot a bicycle rider in the chest after he allegedly exposed himself on Tuesday. A 68-year-old grandmother identified herself as Mrs. Jean, shot a man in the chest with a pistol after he allegedly pulled his pants down and started playing with his thing. Jean was taking care of her disabled grandson who was at her home during the incident. The man, 38, was riding his bike when he allegedly stopped outside her home in the southeast part of the city. Some guy pulled off his britches and... (laughs) I told yada, yada, him yada. to get away from my door. <laughs> I will shoot him. It. Uh, the man did not leave, calling, causing her to grab her pistol and shoot him through the door. She hit his chest on the first shot. <laughs> I don't bother nobody. I don't get in nobody's business. It's just me and him, and I keep saying, I warned him. <laughs> Save the – and uh, Gene's – even has a son has a save the drama for your mama sign over her door. The man underwent surgery following the injury and is expected to recover. He was a previously arrested earlier in August for running around naked. Okay, so good for her. Good yeah, for her. I get keep your make pants him on. think it. Make him think about it keep next your time. Keep pants on in front of Miss Jean's house. That's all I gotta say. Keep the drama for your mama. So, and I don't know why she doesn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, huh? That kind of leads us into Herman. Um, oh, 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 run through the woods. Oh, you need a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. He I, said. I that. think I was married to her too. <laughs> <laughs> So, Herman, when we uh, ask you to come on the show, one of the things that I wanted to, you know, even though you're promoting your event, the Mm -hmm. Stampede that's coming out down in Columbus, and that's October 19th and 20th, correct? 19th, 20th, and 21st. The other thing is, what stands behind that? The TOWA? Texas Texas Outdoor Riders. Been in existence for more than 60 years. What we're used to seeing with the Texas Outdoor Riders are all the the newspaper guys, the uh, photographers of Texas Parks and Wildlife, the people writing articles for Texas Parks Parks and Wildlife, your freelance people, your radio broadcasters like uh, TJ and Cody, Mm -hmm. and... uh, you know that's that's what you're used to seeing at Texas Outdoor Writers. Now, uh, what you're also seeing now is more of the online stuff. You're seeing more people involved with the internet, your bloggers. Uh, you know, and see that's how bad I am. I can talk about ladies that can interview ladies who who told me what Texas looked like before Highway 71 was here, mm-hmm. but then I cannot discuss how things go on the internet and but that's a great that's a great thing uh that we've got all these college kids coming on put the two worlds together and yeah. yes sir yes sir and i mean slowly but surely i'm wrapping my head around it i'm starting to understand more about social media and how significant that is to getting the word out to different people the other aspect that we're also seeing now is every 
generation moves a little further from the outdoors. Texas is an urban society now. These kids don't grow up knowing how to run down the cow trail and look at tracks and, and go in the creek and find fossils. The and, average kid spends yeah. four to seven minutes a day outdoors. Right. So, I mean, they, they don't grow up with the inherent skills that I had by the time I was in the first grade. <laughs> you know, they don't have that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, so it's it's a big deal now to try to teach these kids all this stuff. But here's here's the ticket. You can't just rely on the outdoor community to do that. So what I say is anyone who is a professional communicator who advocates a North American model of conservation, I want them coming to us, and I want them helping us spread that word and get kids outside. I don't care if you're a professional communicator writing about women's underwear or <laughs> or whatever it happens to be. Why that would, would be a far that stretch. Would be, that yeah. would be an example I would... Sure. Uh, get Herman you, would... Get you shot. After that last... <laughs> um, get you shot. <laughs> it's got a bullet hole in it, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right, now what I should also, you know, because I, I guess now is an appropriate time to say this, is uh, get, we have... Get we your have, finger on the button. Yeah, yeah, we, we have, we, no, we have another equal in the room now uh, because... Beefsteak is the newest Texas Outdoor Rider member. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you very much. It was a tough. I passed the I don't test. know if I, I paid my know. dues either. You made right. well, he, he, me, paid, he paid, paid me a few. He paid the higher rate, so he didn't have to take spelling uh, tests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. so. I just turned in your work, and they rejected it, Cody. <laughs> so I went back and did TJ as a sponsor since some of his oh, work, and it was right. great. But thank you, Herman. I appreciate it, I, especially in front of these guys. Oh. You know, bringing that out, you know, because these two you know how they are they, well right? i mean you're right there with them now i mean you can show them you know you're gonna get that card i get the big fluffy yeah. seat and the easy, good headphones easy and we got he's still got to go through uh pledge ship now well, he's, Don't do just... that. Oh, he's gonna be put on a committee now for the <laughs> <stand>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah baby be, there's gonna be a job <laughs> what is, that's what this was all about yeah. you, you, ever, work you ever done a conference before <laughs> <laughs> a whole you ever attended stupid. coffee pots and uh <laughs> I've put done the all coffee that stuff. together. Oh yeah, done all that stuff. But thank you, I appreciate it. I'm going to put that bumper sticker on now. Right? There you go. There you put go. it on the beast. T o w a. And go. so well, I'm telling you, we've communicators. We've, we've done our we've done our time, but really, and uh, and I appreciate what Herman's saying uh, that uh, communication, communicating the outdoors. Uh, there, there are so many mission fields for us as outdoor men and women, mm-hmm. and uh, we have the Heartland Millennials that we need to deal with. We need to get those are those young riders, those college mm-hmm. kids that are coming in now that you're that you're recruiting in now. We have the youth in the outdoors, and a lot of people have given up, give, given up trying to get the kids involved because they're they don't feel like they're having success. And and the problem is. And and it, this is with your your millennials, your Heartland millennials, and this is with your your kids. Is that we what 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 our organizations, what our what our uh, problem has been, in my view, is that we have not um, we did not understand the cultural changes right. that were affecting the kids. So if you if half of the kids in our world don't have a dad or a grandpa around to take them in the outdoors and and they're only spending 4 minutes a day outside, that that's a huge break from the way we grew up where 
grandpa or somebody was around and they were pushing us outside and you didn't hang around inside you didn't watch tv you 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 hung out in the shade with yard hose and that was what you did and and those are the though and so culturally if we don't understand what we're doing culturally that they're telling us in 10 years we'll lose our voices in outdoor uh you know in the outdoor industry there's things and what i say is is you don't have to be reliant on people who just write about hunting and fishing. That's why I said, you know, I made a little remark about anyone who's an outdoor uh, a professional communicator, not necessarily outdoors, just professional communicator, but they advocate that. Now, okay, what are the three things that everybody should know how to do? One is they ought to know how to swim. Two is everybody ought to know how to use a, uh, a firearm. Everyone should know how to defend themselves okay. with a firearm. Three is... Know how to grow something. Know how to be self-reliant. You know, anybody can raise a tomato, you know, and the good feeling. I don't know. You haven't seen my tomato plants. I I mean, the good feeling you get, it's like catching a fish. Yeah. You know, that great feeling that you get. And that is humanly inherent. And if you just teach a kid how to raise a, you know, just raise a tomato, uh, you know, just do something where they get to get to be a part of of something of nature and they get that inherent good feeling and it'll it'll carry them on you know it'll carry them on to do more i had i heard an old man tell me one time he said if you ever get a kid young kid to have the adrenaline rush of a fish on the end of the line Mm -hmm. he will he will you know the chances of him going to drugs and all that stuff is far less because he's experienced that adrenaline rush that and then right. he gets excitement, and then he goes bankrupt chasing bass all over the country, <laughs> and, and has to build his own camper for his uh, truck. Well, uh, but, yeah. but you are so right, Herman. It is, in- and it's and it's interesting the way that it's going because I I look, I'm kind of in the in between. Like I'm not a millennial, but I'm right on the verge. Mm-hmm. So I know I've seen, I've been without cell phones, and I've lived life now with cell phones or you know the internet all that kind of stuff kind of came through mm-hmm. my growing up and uh and i've seen both sides of it where i was stuck outside now i'm seeing a huge trend in youtube these guys on youtube and i've talked to about them before but these kids got uh there's a handful of them they uh, a lot of them live in texas or have had a house in texas they all kind of live together you got 500 uh thousand followers on their youtube pages they're right. getting they're getting 25,000 views in the first 15 minutes that they post a fishing video. Mm-hmm. These guys are posting fishing videos. They got a million followers. Oh, I was watching, shooting, I was watching the guns. other day a kid who's got an archery YouTube page. Yeah. And he's out sticking pigs and having fun and just uh it's a, an incredible uh it's an incredible new trend in and these guys are these guys are doing meetups where they're having uh where they say, "Hey, They'll go online or on their Facebook page and say, "Hey, we're going to be at Cabela's in wherever right. uh, in an hour," and they'll have a line of hundreds of kids show up. You mean like and a these, flash? Mob this is there. where the kid. This oh, is what the cool. kids are watching. Yeah, and this is where they're getting their information. And these are the. I mean, really, realistically, yes. the future of a lot of our communication is going i'm not saying youtube is the only the only aspect the only outlet but it's a huge outlet for these young anglers and and they have a huge influence on these kids so towa.com or is it 
org. We want to make sure that uh, if you're interested in more information about becoming an outdoor journalist, or becoming a part of the Texas Outdoor Riders Association, go to TOWA.org right. and ask for Herman yeah, to right. shoot go you to an fr- email go, back. And yeah, you go too. to the Facebook and page. My yeah, hero. go to the Facebook page, and we'd be more than help, happy to help you because it is up to us as right. – as as outdoors men and women, not just communicators, but outdoors men and women, to come together and unite and figure out how to how to get this ball rolling again in sure, the right direction involved. and get everybody involved and get well, those kids outside, get the millennials involved. And all right, this train comes to an end on this next segment, eight forty four a.m. Sunday morning. Hang out with us. We got one more segment with the truest cowboy in texas herman hanging out with us in the bunkhouse you get it only one place right here 1049 the horn and 24 7 365 I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Man, I love a good, I love a good old story. So we're sitting in here, and and. Uh, and her, and we're talking about Herman Herman Bruns in the house with us, president of Texas Outdoor Riders Association, an elk guide. And it's hard not to just talk about elk hunting <laughs> yeah. because we love it so much. And we're and only a couple weeks out, really. We right. are. Guys are out there running in the neighborhoods, uh, in the bar ditches, in the neighborhoods around Austin, getting ready. And uh, but Herman was just telling us this cool story. We we're talking about how close you can get to elk, and. Uh, and I've never been super, super close. I've had them come in on top you of me. You can't and, wait that long. <laughs> no, I've had them come in on, on top of me. There I've, they are. I've had some cool stuff happen on elk hunting. I mean, as good as good as it gets. My elk hunting is as good as it gets for for any of my hunting stories. And But Herman was talking about how uh, he was out elk hunting, and some of his buddies were saying how they'd, they'd called in elk so right. close that they could touch them. Right. And you were, you were. I didn't believe them. Yeah. Calling BS on that yeah. one, right? Right. I didn't believe them. And then I turned right around that same year and uh, put a big sneak on them and got lucky. You know, that's that's part of the deal And mm-hmm. is there's got to be a certain amount of luck involved. But I actually had a bull jump over me when I was laying on the ground and my hunter stuck him with an arrow, you know, after he jumped over me. And I, uh. bull, bull never knew I was there, you know. I love that. Uh, I actually I was underneath a log that was on the ground. You know, I mean, the log was a little ways off the ground, and I slid on my belly in the high grass, and was underneath that log, and that elk jumped across that log looking for me, because I cow called him in. And as soon as his, you know, I'd spent a half a day working the wind to get into that position. And uh, when he jumped over me, his feet hit the ground behind me. Now the wind was wrong, but at the same instant that you know air caught him. And you know my hunter got him, and it was that was you know it's one of the bigger bulls that I've gotten for a hunter. 
You know, uh, the thing about the <laughs> thing about elk hunting is, you know, it, everything's cool. Everything is incredible until you get them on the ground. Oh, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, right. here this we is go. Miserable. Right, right. Well, and then think about having to pack them on a dancing mule on the side of a mountain. That's that's the next thing. We've been. I was blessed yeah. that all the guys that uh, my brother had uh, horses. Mm-hmm. up there in colorado and so we we uh you know he, he'd bring up his pack horses right and we still have to walk, walk you still though. gotta you still gotta do but it's not packing out i mean there was guys yeah. uh, we would pass guys that had stuck elk mm-hmm. way up in the mountains and they're doing they're bringing it down a quarter at a time oh, or whatever on their back yeah no the hell with that i'll <laughs> <laughs> no, go i'll I, go get a couple of mules and go get them well yeah. and that and two there's and I guys re- that rent them now at the bottom of the mountains guys right. will rent their mules and right. you can rent them for however long to go pack your stuff out it's pretty cool right? yeah well I, I definitely want to be in that area but now i think now herman isn't it true that you don't you can bone them out now you because back in the day i don't i think you had to bring the quarters down well i'm, I'm I think sure now state, you can just meet them out state by state uh you're up. Mon- you're talking Montana, though, Montana, right? Wyoming. Right. I think the way we did that was the guys, if they wanted to bone them out, they still had to have uh, proof of sex, and you know, and include that with the uh, boned out meat. Right. You know, with your tag, as long right. as you had proof of sex with the boned out meat, you were, you know, you were okay. So uh, have you? So in. So Montana and Wyoming, uh, Wyoming. Uh-huh. Do, do you know anything about Boundary or uh, not Boundary Peak, but the um, the uh, Granite Peak or Gannett Peak? Any of those? No, that's the, not. I, I was in Wash. I'm in the Wash Key. I'm up the East Fork of the Wind River, mm-hmm. uh, where I go now. Work. I work with East Fork Outfitters, and we pack up. You know, we pack up in their horses, mules. So we, now, are you still doing elk hunting, or are you just doing fishing, or are you just doing no? Riding? I'm, I'm actually I'm going to go this year and oversee a camp. A young man bought that permit a few years ago, and I told him at that time, I said, "Look, I've only got a few years left in me," and so I I went and did it, and then uh, I told him, I said, "Okay, that's it." And there was three of us that had been there since 2002, and all you know, all of us a little older. And, you know, as long as he had us and had a good cook, you know, the camp never changed and, and everything just ran smooth. Well, now he's reached the point where the other two guys are out and he called me and asked me if I would come help him. He's got a bunch of young guides, which that is that guiding, doing that type of work is a young man's game. Yeah. And uh, Oh, man, some you know, of that stuff that you yeah. guys do up there, uh, I mean – hard you know, long day well he asked me to come up and help help the boys show them how to hunt some of those particular areas you know we've got you know since 2002 the the experience of hunting that and knowing what winds wind to wind changes and how to get to certain places to make you know uh you know it's all it's all part of knowing the country that's why you have guided hunt right and so that's you know he come, he wants me to come up and teach the other guides he's got a bunch of young guides now and then he himself is a young young man and his wife is expecting her second little one right in the middle of elk season 
So, well, that yeah, was a good, good plan, plan right no. there, old boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cody. Should have done the math a little better. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm speaking to the choir. Then. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like doesn't it. seem to matter at the time. But. Yeah, no. Who, who, yeah, who, who plans that? You know? <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm going to go up and help him and just do that. Just kind of be there, be available to help make sure everything runs smooth and everybody uh, has a good experience. Man, thank you so much, Herman Brune, President of Texas Outdoor Riders Association. Go to TOWA.org to get information on the event in Columbus coming up October 19th through 21st. 19th through 21. Bring your kids down there. It'll be a Man, fun. Man, a whole weekend full fun of time. stuff. And uh, so, Mr. Beefsteak. Yes, quote of the week. The nation, the nation behaves well. If it treats the natural resources as assets, which it must turn over to the next generation and increase it, not impaired in value. All right. Theodore Roosevelt. I love it. Hey, Herman, thank you for coming in. You are the truest cowboy. I appreciate it. You're like like, like my biggest... I'm your biggest fan. Let's just put it that way. Thanks, sir. You don't don't know that, but I am your biggest fan. Thank you all for having me. This week's Bible verse comes from Proverbs 19.11. A person's wisdom yields patience. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Sometimes the Bible challenges you a little bit. Come on. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. I'm off to church, and then uh, I got, yeah, I'm not going fishing today. It's raining. I'm going to work on the camper of course camper build 2018 hey this uh we want to encourage you today sunday go find a good bible-based church out there somewhere and uh get your family over there and uh, thank the good lord for all the things he's given us this week get a kid off the couch take him for a walk in the park show him the birds the trees heck take him hunting take him fishing we don't care what it is as long as it's in the great outdoor zone my name is TJ Graney. If you want to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you got a little boy and you want to get him involved in the outdoors, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com and we'll help you with every step of the process. All right, I guess that's it for us. The Outdoor Zone guys are out of here. Uh, Salt Dog, thank you very much. See you next week. Regulators, let's mount up. And his taught him to be a businessman. He used to send me pictures of the Broadway nights, and I'd send him some homemade wine. But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife. For forty-three dollars, my friend lost his life. Hey, it's Wax. Join me every Sunday, 10 a.m. to 12.